baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Joining us on the Trocare College Live Line, Republican political strategist Carl Calabrese. His news that Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell, who's the longest-serving Senate leader ever, announced yesterday he'll step down as leader this upcoming November. Carl, thanks for being with us. Uh, when you heard the news, what did you think? Was it a surprise in any way to you? Not really, Brian. I mean, given the last year of McConnell's leadership, he suffered a concussion about a year ago and twice in the last year. He's had very scary episodes uh, at the podium where he's basically, you know, frozen and wasn't wasn't able to speak and had that thousand yard stare in his eyes and his colleagues had to come in and kind of, you know, pull him out of it. It, it, it they were really scary episodes. So I, I think time has caught up with him. I think he's looking at, uh, you know, the future and he's saying maybe it's Maybe it's time to just finish up and pass it on to younger leadership. And there's no there's no lack of younger candidates in the Republican caucus to step in uh, once that seat is vacated. You know, on some level, would there have been pressure? Because you, you have McConnell, you mentioned some of the those uh, lapses, right? The moments of, in front of reporters <clears throat> where he kind of paused. There, he's 82 years old. You're about to enter an election where you'll have Donald Trump trying to beat Joe Biden and a lot of the campaign centered around Biden's age at 81 and whether he's fit to serve. I Could could you really have had, right, uh, somebody who's 82 in that position say, well, you can't have uh, Joe Biden, he's too old? <laughs> good, good point. Uh, but, you know, as, as the old saying says, the... Uh the beauty of politics is you never have to be consistent. So it is certainly possible for an 82-year-old to say an 81-year-old is too old <laughs> and get away with it. But um, yeah, let's let's pick up one train of thought here. You know, Trump and McConnell have <laughs> have never been allies, uh, really. Uh, that's one of the major criticisms of uh, McConnell coming from the Trump wing of the party that he never really supported Trump from day one, uh, and uh, you know that that I think has has resulted in a lot of tension in the caucus with those senators who do support and have supported Donald Trump. Longest serving Senate leader in history. What's uh, the legacy, do you think? Oh, I think his legacy is with the courts, Brian. Um, the one thing he did that I've got to give him credit for, I'm not a big McConnell fan, but the one thing I've always told people is when he, when Antonin Scalia passed away a few years back and um, uh, Obama uh, nominated Merritt Garland for the Supreme Court, and it was in an election year. And McConnell, you know, brought up the tradition that uh, uh, these vacancies are not filled during election years. You've got to let the new president make that decision. What I've seen from Merritt Garland and how he has, in my opinion, politically corrupted, politicized the Department of Justice and the FBI, uh, I dread the thought of him having a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court. Um, but not only that, you know, that the Supreme Court vacancies get all the attention. But one of the things McConnell did was he was the guy, the impetus behind working with the Federalist Society to come up with a, a list of conservative jurists that Trump could appoint. Uh, and everybody focuses on the Supreme Court. But 
An awful lot of appeals court judges came off of that Federalist Society's list that are in the in the uh, appeals level now, appeals court level now, and it's possible you know, someday one or more of them may end up on the Supreme Court. So I think that's his legacy. He prevented, I think, a, a very uh, inferior person uh, in Merritt Garland from being a Supreme Court justice, and he set the stage for a lot of, of um, federal appeals court judges uh, from the conservative side being appointed that we'll hear more of in the future. Now it's, I guess, the race to replace, right? He'll step down in November. Who are some of the front runners to take up that seat? Well, the name that's being mentioned, I think most prominently, but not the only name, is uh, Senator John Thune, who is a, uh, a South Dakota senator. He's right now the minority whip, so he's number two in the leadership right behind McConnell. Uh, but there's also some other names. The the um, head of the Republican Senate Campaign Committee, Senator Steve Daines from Montana. You've got uh, John Barrasso from Wyoming. He's the chairman of the Senate uh, GOP caucus or conference, I should say. Uh, so he's up there in the leadership. John Cornyn from Texas. Uh, and then Rick Scott. Uh, you know, Rick Scott challenged McConnell the last time the caucus voted on its leadership. And of course, he didn't win. But he, he threw his hat in the ring, and he may very well do it again. I, I think you could see a multiple candidate situation here because, you know, it's one thing to challenge an incumbent uh, leader. Uh, you're very reluctant to do that because of the payback situation if you lose. But if it's an open seat, uh, you know, there are a lot of senators who may say, hey, you know, I, I can run. I can, I can run without jeopardizing my future. And who knows what happens in a two or three or four person race. So uh, you may very well see multiple candidates if it can't be worked out in the caucus. But those are the, the three or four names that I'm hearing most right now and have the most credentials to, to make a credible run. How heavy handed do you think Donald Trump is going to be in trying to influence who takes up that position from McConnell? You've seen kind of uh, what's happened at the GOP leadership, right? Um, does that extend to the Senate? Oh, I think so. I think he'll he'll play an active role because, you know, one of the criticisms of McConnell was that when, when Donald Trump was elected in 2016, for the first two years of his term, um, the Republicans had all three, all three uh, branches of government, the executive, uh, I, sh I should say all three houses, the House, the Senate, and the White House. And yet, uh, not a lot got done, primarily because an awful lot of Republicans uh, kind of bought into the Russia hoax and didn't want to get too far out front with Trump. McConnell, I think, was one of them. Uh, and so I think if, if Trump is seeing his chances of being elected uh, uh, to, the, to the presidency, he's going to want to have a majority leader in the Senate that is going to be on his team and uh, advance his agenda. So I would expect to see and hear a lot from Trump uh, trying to influence who that person is. Well, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Hey, Carl, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 